you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Around the NFL podcast is not injury prone. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast presented by Intuit QuickBooks, official sponsor of the NFL. My name is Dan Hansis coming to you from a city filled with heroes and bunkers. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Yeah. We got that bunker live. We're all about it. I'm, I'm pumped to be heading to the owners' meetings tomorrow. Finally here, our big Friday 26. We got those flights booked a few weeks back. We are heading to, where is it? Palm Beach? West Palm Beach. Palm Beach. Mm. Would have been nice. Would have been fun. We would have had our opportunity to sit down with multiple head coaches. We would have done our fun speed round. There would have been uh, house music involved and uh, would have made certain coaches uncomfortable. Uh, and yet... It's all wiped away because mm. that's that's what happens now in society. Things that were supposed to happen now no longer happen. For example, the president of the Baltimore Ravens named. This is a good quiz for you, Greg. I know you're really plugged in on the movers and shakers of the league. The president of the Ravens is named. Oh, I saw this news item earlier. So it was Dick Cass, right? Dick I don't know if Cass. I would have gotten it otherwise. Uh, is he that Mama's son? <laughs> ex- it is. It's it the is. son of Mama Cass. It is. Yeah. He expects the coronavirus uh, in COVID-19 to lead to the cancellation of all off-season activities, uh, which makes sense. Mm. It seems like we're heading toward – it's been a very different March, uh, and it's unlikely to change, uh, or things will continue to change, I should say, as the springtime continues. And that, at least that's where it's heading. Great name, Dick Cass. I guess, like – uh, great named Dicks is just going around right now because Dick Pound, uh, the the famous uh, Olympian, was kind of the guy who broke the Olympics are being canceled. One of the great names, Dick Pound. Yeah. By the way, just the other day on Twitter, um, 
Dick Trickle. I believe, Greg, your son is into racing. A racing man, Dick Trickle. Uh, I'm not sure that's was was that his birth name. That found, sounds confounding to me. But uh, he was trending uh, in Los Angeles area Twitter circles <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. He, I didn't investigate further. He was uh, in a book that Walker got out of the library that were was called like Great Racing Crashes. And as we're going through the book, like the the surprise ending is like seven people die. So this is a great book for a five year old. Good children's book. Uh, Chris Wessling, uh, the stock market saw gains for the third consecutive day. So I imagine that that uh, stabilizes your portfolio. What portfolio? I I have no portfolio. I cashed in my 401k when I moved to Tybee. Mm. <laughs> and it has not recovered. Well, I will say, Dan, you and I, we were on a, a, a text thread with some. Wait, of your... Wes, you don't have a portfolio? <laughs> Shocking, I know. Dan, we were on a thread last night with some of your um, longtime friends where we, and I actually brought this home uh, to Simone to talk to her about it, just sort of said, we came up with a an investment plan and we could hatch this down the road, but you don't share great investment mm, yeah, strategies. Um, so- this industry, which is about to explode, uh, we have a beat on this, and we, you know, we, if someone really wants to get in, hit us up, DM us. Maybe, maybe. Well, they don't know the you. idea. Uh, so you're saying if you want to, uh, okay. So if they want to follow us blindly, uh, because if they, if we give them the idea, they have to buy in. Well, no, it's I'm talking about people with with uh, trenchant, you know, well, like capital, capital to come. Why in don't and, you say it here? Just, if nothing else, just to no. save the last minute of the podcast. Absolutely not. All, all, not. The it's, only hint I can tell explosive. you, it's, it's connected to the industry that is always on the cutting edge and ahead of the curve in finding ways to monetize things. And we, yes, we have a uh, billion-dollar idea. And we're going to continue. Yeah. That will be a percolation. Uh, we'll continue to de- develop that during the COVID-19 outbreak. Yeah, and a, and a part of humanity, the, the human experience that is not about to go away Never. Uh, anytime soon. Right. Never like, goes away. There's a lot of hustlers out there right now. I saw a sign up like on a telephone pole nearby that said like want to work out while social distancing and it was like you know call this number and it was like a you know a personal trainer who's trying to do a facetime workout so people out there they're just trying to make some money i saw one thing erica could use it was um the video of a woman and a man um believe they were in a relationship of some sort with a dog and a harness where they from a second uh, story balcony lowered the dog down to the alleyway behind their apartment, allowed the dog to walk around for five or six minutes and do what it needs to do, and then lifted it back up and its harness into the apartment. And it's, uh, I thought, maybe of uh, Thor slash uh, Toto that you could uh, do this. Thor, you could do the same with him or her. Thor is a a boy. It's a a male animal. Do you think the dog enjoys that process? No. (laughs) Getting out of the house, I mean. Maybe not being... The lowering might be all right, but bringing the dog back up might might not be so good for the dog. Well, in a in a body harness, that was my question too. It seemed cruel, but it was, it did it was it was wagging its tail, sort of. No. We don't want to spread uh, more false information, so just don't put your dog in a body harness. Like, just don't. Anything we say here, just do not do. Okay. Let's get into what's happening in the NFL. It has actually officially started slowing down. And it has slowed down in a big way. It, the curve has been flattened in the NFL in terms of stuff to talk about. Uh, but there are uh, certain items that we will hit. And then um, one thing I wanted to touch on here is everybody uh, that has reached out to us on Twitter or uh, the subreddit or 
However, uh, Mark's MySpace page and said, thank you, thank you, thank you for going five days a week for the past two weeks. Um, well, there's a way you can um, thank us that will be helpful to us. Head on over to iTunes and leave five stars and a review. That would be nice. That's, mm. that's all we need in terms of payment. And to Greg's point, maybe, you know, $5,000 while you're at it. I mean, just, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of worthy things you could be giving to right now. Why not us? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that doesn't seem like it's too much. And we'll read, we'll read a few reviews at the end of the show. But let's, uh, let's hit some news. My wife is on a soft reboot. <laughs> How is Emily? Emily is... What's going on? She's, uh, I would say, no longer in soft reboot out of bed, uh, mostly back to herself. So we are um, humming along once again as a family union, unit and uh, not a moment too soon, I should add. That's great. Good news. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's get into it. Uh, we'll start. Wes, I want to tee you up on this one. Oh, rap, sheet, rap Sheet reports that the Cowboys and quarterback Dak Prescott have reengaged on long-term talks. Here's uh, more from Rappaport. Sources say the two sides are communicating and would like to work out a deal with a contract this complex. There are so many details. It's difficult to gauge where it stands, but they are working. And uh, Rappaport added that there's no rush here, uh, but it looks like if the Cowboys get their way, if Prescott gets his way, he's playing on a long-term deal, and there's another mega contract on the books for that offense. Yeah, my analysis of this is that I'm happy Rap Sheet has a job and that he's good at it, but uh, the football industry should maybe hire their standard for what is news, and we're talking about a contract. I don't know if that really fits into NFL Network's definition of news or anyone's definition of news. Hmm. Well, it fit into ours. We just started the show with it. You, you could have just shot it down before we well, started. I will be... Impressed if you guys have some serious analysis of this because I have nothing I'm, to go on. Wes, I'd throw it to you this way. I mean, you're the one, you're sort of the flag bearer on this, uh, you know, network uh, quirk that if it's the Cowboys, um, it leads. <laughs> if it bleeds, it leads. If it's the Cowboys, it leads at NFL Network. And, you know, if you, if, why not? The, I, my one concern when they talk about no rush, how about rush? Because this feels <laughs> like it could be. It's, we get one of these every year, if not two, the most ponderous um, daily updated news story from now until like two days before week one when they extend Dak Prescott and everyone's running through the city streets with a bunch of banners and flags. Like, tell us then. I don't need to hear about it till then. It's always the Cowboys, too. It feels like there's always some type of contract drama that we need to be um, plugged in on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's going to get done. Dak's not going anywhere. They'll figure it out. How about this? Do you want to put a moratorium on Dak talk until the contract's done? I would say, as a general, all contract talk until it's done. We got, That's we a got big blanket. We got four <laughs> months to go here. We got five months to go. They they might push back that uh, deadline for him to sign this thing. We've been talking about this contract for how long? I don't know. Eighteen months. I feel like there's a decent chance we'll be having like the Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott conversation in the regular season, if there is a regular season. Hubba hubba. Uh, in other rap sheet reporting during this uh, suddenly quiet time on the calendar, the Cincinnati Bengals are open to keeping Andy Dalton for the 2020 season. Rappaport said all options are still on the table. Um, 
before free agency started, I wrote a piece on the, I think it was like 15 veteran quarterbacks with some level of intrigue around them or doubt or uh, questions around them. And under worst case scenario for Dalton, I wrote that the Bengals do something very bangly, which is just keep Dalton as a quote unquote mentor and straight up take away a a year of his prime uh, just because that's what the Bengals do. And now there's a real report that that could happen. Come on, Cincinnati, do what's right. It might be his best chance at making $17.5 million, which he's set to make right now. I can't imagine any other team considering paying Andy Dalton that, but maybe... Andy Mike... doesn't play for the money, Greg. Andy <laughs> plays for the 9-7. and seven. But maybe Mike Brown is looking at what's happening in the world. He's very conservative in general. They Heck, they started John Kitna over Carson Palmer for 16 full games when they drafted him number one overall. And in a situation where maybe they're not practicing until August, they actually think, eh, just keep him, see what happens. He's probably going to be the backup, but not bad to have him there. Like if Jacoby Brissett is going to make $16 million to be a backup, I guess it's not that crazy for Andy Dalton to do it. Yeah, I think the Bengals are the only team that would pay Andy Dalton $17 million right now. I think that is true. And I think the Bengals may also see uh, their former offensive coordinator, Jay Gruden, now running the offense down in Jacksonville and assume that he wants Dalton. And their stance is, you're going to have to pay to get him. We're not just going to let him go to the free agent market. I will say, like, there is this other scenario where it's a bit depressing if he stays in Cincinnati as a backup, but the first football moment that came to mind because I think Andy Dalton deserves a, like a truly special Bengals moment is let's say Joe Burrow comes in and does sort of the Tom Brady uh, and everyone's comparing him to Tom Brady in all these different ways and say the Bengals like sneak into the playoffs win a divisional round game get to the AFC championship for some uh, reason or not I'm not I know Wait, Wes happened? is laughing at that well I'm just saying there it there is a parallel here where Andy Dalton the the sort of disgraced starter um, comes in the same way that Drew Bledsoe did when Tom Brady got hurt. Did you say disgraced? Well, I mean, he is a bit disgraced. It's not he's not being celebrated. They're trying to trade him off the roster. Right, they right. benched Drew him for Bledsoe Ryan came Finley. In. Drew Bledsoe came in for an injured Tom Brady and won that AFC Championship. If you go back and look at that game, at the end of that game, the, like everyone from like Robert Kraft to Bill Belichick to every Patriots teammate were like pumping their fists and so happy for Drew Bledsoe. I would not mind. Andy Dalton being on this roster and having one ultra-heroic moment before they just give it to Joe, Joe Burrow for 19 more years. Mm-hmm. That might be the nicest thing you've ever said about Andy Dalton. Well, I don't think it's a bad idea in this, and I hate hitting on this again. It's like it's not a great year to be a rookie quarterback. Like You're not going to even be with your teammates until like four hours before week one. So it's like, is it so bad to keep a trusty veteran around? Like They're going to have to go find some other backup. Who will that be? Dan does not agree. He's, he's, he's smirking and like drinking his iced tea. Have fun with your little iced tea. I don't know. I, just, I, have, not, I have not bought into the theory yet that no teams are going to have a chance to compete this mm. year because of missed uh, off-season workouts. But also, Drew Bledsoe. Not, not compete. It's just more – would you acknowledge that it's a more complex situation for a rookie quarterback to come into than other years? Or is it just <laughs> – Business as usual. We'll see you in like August 29th. I think there's something to that. But the last time I heard this argument, I believe was 2011 after the lockout. People said rookies were going to be behind the eight ball. And then Cam Newton came in, had an awful training camp and then broke about every rookie passing record in the books. 
Yeah, well, maybe it goes great. <laughs> but I mean, I don't. I'm not sure I trust the Bengals organization to figure that out the same way. That's all. Touche. People forget Drew Bledsoe threw two interceptions in that game and then went behind Tom Brady's back to try to get his job back for the Super Bowl. Well, he also had he, said, he no led way. them to a quick score also, yep. and they won the game. So who cares about some of the other business? They won. They used to win. Uh, speaking of the Patriots, Tom Brady, the former Patriots quarterback. Uh-oh. Hey, Walker. He's Walker. back. Walker. <laughs> he can't hear anything. Oh, He's that's just, right. Give him a, a headphone. Oh. That will just encourage him. We got like you know a little bit to go here. Walker, Tom, you want to say hello? Okay. <laughs> Tom Brady, <laughs> the former Patriots quarterback who signed with the Buccaneers officially last week. Uh, you may remember a couple years ago that Brady tried and failed to trademark Tom Terrific uh, after angry Tom Seaver fans got fired up. Well, he's back at it again. He is attempting to trademark... TB times, like multiply sign, TB. Uh, the day that he signed officially with the Bucks, March 20th, he filed, he filed an application for the trademark. I really hope this works out for Tom uh, because I've never heard anything quite as catchy as TB times TB. Sounds like, it sounds like you've caught something uh, to me. It doesn't sound positive. <laughs> well, also like, and as you know, I'm not, I'm not a quote-unquote Math guy, but uh, wouldn't it be TB plus TB? Like, why? What's what? Why are we multiplying? Well, wouldn't it be TB squared? Well, that would be multiplying, but it at least would look better. Mark, I agree. TB squared at least it feels like it has a you know a catchy. Uh, it looks cooler. TB times t- TB just does look terrible. But why? Again, why is it multiplied? <laughs> well, good yeah. question. I got it's actually when you apply math to something that's not mathematical. So I don't it's 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 confusing at its core. The first one of these athlete athletics uh trademark things I, I that I remember goes back to Pat Riley in the three peat. And I was oh, yeah. <laughs> I was reading something the other day. Wes Matthews, a backup point guard on that team, actually came up with three peat. Pat Riley cut him after the first two titles. He went to the CBA. The Lakers did not win their third title, but Wes Matthews won the CBA title, and he said, stick it, Riley. I'm the only one who three-peated, and you stole my trademark. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Um, anyway, good luck to you, Tom, on that. By the way, has anyone checked in on Julian Edelman? Yeah, I texted him. Because that's more than just, like, buddies. That was his father figure slash best friend slash life partner and now they're separated and I feel like Julian is the type of dude that might be maybe like a drift to a point that he's inconsolable hmm he the the Patriots do need some cap room maybe uh maybe swing a trade send Jules down there well crazier things have happened uh in other quarterback news Deshaun Watson this is something to keep an eye on as the news slows down we've all been wondering about how Watson feels about Bill O'Brien's decision uh, to send off his all pro wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins for 50 cents on the dollar. Uh, He had, I believe one, I don't know if he's spoken out, but he's had some tweets. Initially the tweets were pretty much uh, bland and weren't creating any drama, but lately, you know, they're starting to enter, enter that dig zone, Stefan dig zone where it's a little bit cryptic and you're wondering what's going on. Here's one. 
for March 25th. When was that? Was that yesterday? Don't deal with the lies and the frauds. That's why I don't get involved. What's up? Parse that one. Mark, <laughs> parse it. Um, well, I feel like, I, you know, I wish I had a hot take on this. I think he's probably just a tad disgruntled, but it could have been something that happened to him locally. He feels like someone that uh, he's sort of a bro, and maybe he got beaten like at a pool hall by some bros, like an underground pool game in this corona uh, world. But I, that's as deep as I can go. I'm sure someone else has a, a better explanation of the tweet, which is probably entirely unnecessary. I don't know why he needed to write that. So it's like an underground pool hall that, that doesn't fear COVID-19 and they're just shooting, shooting stick. I would imagine there's a bunch of like sort of, and maybe Erica can confirm this, like sort of mass hole types that are just like, I'm bigger than this disease. And like, I'll continue to like drink like bud heavies and play pool. Do and you pool just halls. say that's me? No, I'm saying you could confirm if that's true, if it's in, like, like Dorchester or whatever, if, like, that's what's Dorchester. happening there. Greg's looking at me like, I, I don't understand Massachusetts, Greg, so I don't know. Neither do I. You can, I've never, you can explain. I've never lived in Boston. Here's another tweet. I don't know how I'm going to make it out of here clean. Can't even keep track of who plays for the other team. Iconic duos rip and split at the seams. That was Sean Watson, yeah. He's, he's saying everybody's going. He doesn't even know who's who's who. I mean that's a that's a Drake lyric, which is a you know a Stefan Diggs type of move to to use the lyric to uh, to express your Sub-tweet. deepest feelings. Mm, so he's in his feelings like Drake. Here's one more from yesterday. Never take advice from a person who don't love you. You gotta walk light. Gotta stay above water. Mm, Feels Wes. like a lyric too. <laughs> See, like. Well, I'm not. It doesn't need to be an original <laughs> composition to to kind of <laughs> represent his feelings. You know, it's, he might relate to the lyric. Wes, break it down. I feel like it's okay to separate love and advice. For instance, you may have a great teacher in your life, some kind of mentor. There may not be a love relationship there, but advice can still work. Mm. The, that tweet makes me think this really isn't about uh, Bill O'Brien necessarily. <laughs> This feels like a little more uh, personal. The the ripping up the iconic duos that was a little closer to the to the DeAndre Hopkins idea. I think that might actually be a lyric from uh, YFN Lucci. He's he's pretty good. He's doing some good stuff right now. Let's see, you've got Google, huh? <laughs> <laughs> We've got actual football news. Uh, so there you go. Deshaun Watson is doing some Digsy stuff. What was that, Wes? We've got actual football news. Oh, let's hear it. Rap sheet reporting. Former Vikings cornerback Xavier Rhodes signing a one-year deal with the Colts. Okay. Mm. So Rhodes has uh, really fallen off uh, last year, led to his release. Uh, standout at one point, now gets a chance to uh, resurrect himself. In Indy, do we like that signing? Well, not the way he's played the last couple of years. It's a little bit perplexing that they would release Pierre Desir, who then the Jets picked up because the Jets pick up every Colts cornerback release. That's a rule now. Um, mm. That's in their entire cornerback core in, in New York. But um, so I, I'm guessing the Colts just wanted size there. Other than that, it's hard to explain. Probably not for much money. We don't have the money details. It's just like a, a shot in the dark. But yes, he was he was playing very What's poorly so funny? last year. Uh, I just I noticed something that our producer um, did that was humorous to me. If you're watching the video version of this, what'd you do? Uh, I was just making a funny face. Total Dorchester move. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, there's a lot of downsides of um, not being in the same room together when we do the podcast. And one of them is like looking at like the faces of you, like horrified when you make a point that you don't like, or or the people not paying any attention, or like all of that. It's just just too. I aware. totally. I have to say, I totally glazed over um, <laughs> right. prior to hearing the laughter, and then I woke up again. <laughs> Around the NFL Run podcast, coming today. to you yeah. daily <laughs> during the coronavirus. Hey, Cody Lattimore got a job. The Redskins <laughs> signed the wideout formerly of the Giants. Wow, he's hung around for six years, uh, and now he gives the Redskins a little bit of depth. Coming off a career high, 300 receiving yards last season. He might be the second Gotham. best receiver on that roster now. Hell yeah. Who else He'll do decide they in a week that he doesn't want to be there and demand that management trade him like every other Redskins player. <laughs> Ooh, takedown. Uh, no, I don't know. Speaking of that region, trouble in uh, for the newlyweds, Michael Brockers and the Baltimore Ravens, the Athletics, Jeff Zrebeck. Zrebeck. Oh, speaking of which, Wes, I did some research, and I believe you're right about uh, the New York Post media columnist. Andrew Marchand. Hey, I, that's just my, you know, as I've stated multiple times before, I was the French club president in high school. <laughs> when I see a Marchand, uh, you know, it's, it's got to be. Oh, yeah. It's, you got to lock it in. Uh, the Ravens have not announced that the signing of Michael Brockers uh, because of his physical uh, red flag here. He signed a three-year, $30 million deal last week. Uh, but the ankle injury that Brockers suffered last year um, put the Ravens, raised the red flag high enough to delay the signing. Um, it should be noted that Zrebiak believes the deal will still happen, but it is not done. So that is something to keep in mind. We might see some teams pulling out a deal. There's another one with the Jaguars. They're no longer doing a deal with Darquez Denard. Supposedly that's not related to the physical, but... This weird situation that they're in, you could imagine just people backing out of contracts now because of the physicals. And I'm stuff surprised like that. there aren't more of these situations to be. It's that this is sort of the only health related one that we've seen in this situation. Um, back to Deshaun Watson a second. Does anybody else get a feeling that there's at least an outside chance that he he never signs that second contract with the Texans and? All this meddling from O'Brien and the fallout of all this creates a toxic situation where Deshaun Watson could potentially hit the market via trade or free agency. I that would be pretty wild. I see where you're going with that. It, the franchise tag just makes it so hard for any quarterback to escape. I'm not you putting anything to go past Carson Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien could do anything at this point. You would think that the ownership would step in and just make a choice, Watson over O'Brien at that point. But I am not putting anything past Bill O'Brien um, trying to get a massive deal for Deshaun Watson. You wouldn't think it would be this offseason. But, I mean, if Watson ever was available, you know, imagine what you you could get. And, and O'Brien, if nothing else, has shown us he don't care. He's going to do whatever Especially, he wants. Yeah, if you get on his wrong side and – he has a chance to well, – I mean, what kind of trade market – and obviously I'm getting ahead of myself now, but what kind of <laughs> trade market would Deshaun Watson have? Uh, three first-round picks? I, I mean, we're talking about a franchise-level star quarterback in his, not even in his mid-20s. 
I could see Bill O'Brien going crazy. He is like that old Bill Simmons-ism, the Tyson zone, where anything you see in the news on Mike Tyson, this was years ago, um, you would believe it. With Bill O'Brien, it's kind of the O'Brien zone now, where anything you – somebody could say something about Bill O'Brien's personnel uh, maneuvers, and you just kind of believe it on face value. Yeah, at at the rate they're going down there, he could be half owner of the team in a couple of years. I mean, with with Ryan Mallett as a starting quarterback on a second, you know, on a career comeback journey. And finally in the news, good news, Sean Payton has recovered from the coronavirus. And um, he urges people to, quote, be smart. New Orleans, Greg, your your land uh, during college is really getting hit hard right now. Uh, Louisiana, the numbers are doubling and tripling. And uh, Peyton is an example of how anybody can get this. This is a multimillionaire living behind castle walls and a moat, and he got the coronavirus. So a little uh, – he's back to normal. He's, he's back to himself. But he is the first NFL figure to be connected to the coronavirus, and I can guarantee you he won't be the last. Mm. Yeah, it's sad. New Orleans, like, has a lot of – Issues that would make them susceptible. Mardi Gras just happened. It's like the most. It's such a condensed city. Um, it's such a city. What would happen based to Mardi Gras on, that would uh, get? <laughs> it's such a city based on tourism, disease. so people are just coming in and out uh, all the time. And when, it also makes me worry about you know the uh, future of New Orleans because they're going to get hit uh, particularly particularly hard. But hey, like if there's a government um, that I trust uh, to really hook it up, it's Louisiana. <laughs> there was a video I saw yesterday of Bourbon Street, which, like so many major city streets throughout the country, are uh, you know it's deserted, and the the rats and the mice have taken back over, and they're just openly running around in the streets. They don't care. Not great. They're kind of like what it's like when you have kids in your house. The kids have taken over, and they're having You're- the time of their lives. Well, rats you've, you've, yeah. rats Go procreate ahead, at such a voluminous level that throughout history, humans have tried to eradicate them. And it's not until the last few years that this company, these two female scientists in Arizona, came up <laughs> with a drug that you can give to rats and stop the procreation. So we might finally win the war on rats if this drug becomes affordable. Wow, way to go, female scientists. <laughs> Do we, uh, we want to get rid of the rats? I guess so. Yeah, they carry well, disease. Been, yeah. This war has been going on for thousands of years. I mean, why do you think cats were domesticated? They almost beat they almost beat humanity before uh, COVID-19 came on and has taken their big swing. Uh there was of course the famous uh plague, the bubonic plague. That was all about the rats, right? That was like the McHale um, clotheslines Kurt Rambis of the humans versus rat <laughs> fight. They are a yeah. fierce rival. Absolutely, absolutely. Any other rat takes from anyone? I don't. I don't know why uh, you mentioned cats. Why cats exist? I'm not quite certain why we need them. But I'd extend that to rats. To kill, in, in to a kill, lot of, to kill the rats. To kill the yeah, rats. Cat, I mean, but then, but so remove rats and remove cats, and we've we this this yikes. cycle that is needless is uh, not part of our experience anymore. That's Other vermin take. will fill the vacuum. I don't, I don't like, uh, I don't love cats. I'm allergic to them, but I know Same. cat people out there, they love the felines. So I, I don't see any reason why they, they should be wiped off the, the face of the earth, Mark. Uh, let me ask you this, though. Out of 10 cat people that you could pick at random, how many of them would you trust, Dan? Wow. 
I, I, we had cats. That's a good question. Not, Colleen and, not nine or Colleen ten. And Gonzo it's not nine or cats. ten. You what? Colleen and Gonzo are cat people. So that's two. Well, they're the one out of ten that I'm a, I'm a cat I person. believe yeah, I but trust they, them. They essentially know? run a zoo over there at this point, John and Colleen. <laughs> they're like the Tiger King the tiger and Queen. <laughs> um, all right. Check out, by the way, John Gonzalez wrote a banger on The Ringer about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Rick Dalton, the character played by Leonardo DiCaprio, all the movies and TV shows that he is... Power is flickering in my garage. This could be the end. Oh, what happens if we if power goes away? What happens well, if the grid shuts down? Well, then the riots start. There's been no yeah. There's been no indication of that. We've got some good internet lately. Some good uh, some good power. Okay. Cool. But this Gonzo article, which was fantastic. Anyway, he wrote yeah. yes. He wrote about. <laughs> I think he. It was essentially a countdown of the best Dalton projects that get referenced in the film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And John, as we learned, the last time we ever had a social gathering in our lives, uh, maybe ever, when we hung out with John and Colleen and Lakeisha um, right before things went crazy, uh, he had revealed that – or Colleen had revealed that John had watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood – multiple times i'm talking a half dozen maybe closer to a 10 times and was just buying it over and over again on the uh cable box uh rental uh platform <laughs> renting not buying yeah. he just kept renting it to the point and just buy it and colleen's like john i mean you're killing me over here so colleen finally just gets him the blu-ray and uh so if you're looking for if you love that movie uh the way i know mark uh loved it the way i loved it read that piece and Did a great job with it. He was the right uh, person to write that. Um, Blu-ray still a thing. Blu-ray's popping off, bro. It is. It's got well. It's got still got the special features going for it. The commentary okay. tracks and a movie like Once Upon a Time. I think they have extended. See, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, Sean P- Payton is okay. Good. Anything else in the news that I'm missing here? I think we covered everything. Did I get? <laughs> did I get the Cody? Extensively. You got Latimer. Cody Latimore. You got Cody? You got Brockers. Did you guys know that Cody Lattimore had 300 yards last year? That's surprising. At least. Um, all right, let me read a couple of iTunes reviews. Again, it's all we ask for. If you're happy that we've been coming to you every day during this calamity, uh, then uh, just pay us back by leaving us five-star review and a review, any review you like. Do you guys want to hear a favorable one or a critical one from the audience? One of each. Yeah, a little of both. All right, let's start with a, critical. Start, Keep us humble. Start with critical, okay? Yeah, let's get it over with. Okay, here we go. Losers, one star <laughs> by Nude nude Dude. And Nude is spelled N-O-O-D, Dude, D-O-O-D. First time I listen to this podcast, these dudes start talking about how no one recognizes them out in public, but when they do, they don't want anyone to say anything to them. (laughs) (laughs) Then they start going on about the coronavirus, so maybe there's good episodes, but the first couple minutes of listening to this group of individuals, they were annoying. Get over yourselves. Talk about football, not your sad life. Mm. <laughs> not a long, not a long time listener. Uh, I'm gathering. Not very far off either. No, not, not at all. No, that's seems all pretty, about right. The first five minutes are just like a like kind of a challenge. You know, some some novels put in a really difficult first chapter. Just like if you can get over that hump, you'll enjoy the rest. Exactly. 
All right, here we go. Now a favorable one. Six stars from Heck Yeah. Thank you so much for five shows a week. Very entertaining and excellent analysis. Thank you so much for five shows a week. Five stars for saving my sanity. I sincerely appreciate all your hard work, and I hope you are all safe during the crisis. Thank you so much for five stars a week. Well, that's very nice. I'm happy to see that our sad, pathetic lives could entertain someone. <laughs> all right, the bad ones are funnier, so I'm going to read another one of those. Please do. Yeah, I like the, I like the negative ones. <laughs> Uh, too much off topic. One star. Tony D seven sixty five. Similar. <laughs> These guys joke around. Tony Danza, go go. Please, how about revive your television career while you're at it? <laughs> Tony Danza's had a tremendous career. These, I'm just saying, what's he doing right now? He's like eighty. He's probably in hiding, trying not to get the coronavirus. He's a Broadway guys, star, Mark. It's funny because I'm trying to read this review and it's playing right into one of his criticisms. (laughs) These guys joke around and make fun of people, which is not funny. They they typically they typically cut each other off and impossible to follow as they jump all over the place. Maybe you'll like it. I didn't. I have not found any fault with any of these reviews so far. Uh, Here's another one. Not bad is the title. One star. Well, listen, you idiot, dark dude. If it's not bad, give us two or three stars out of five, fool. Decent podcast. The more I listen, sadly, the more I dislike each person on the, on there. Mark, with a K, being the most tolerable. Seems like most of the, quote, analysis, closed quote, these guys do, isn't watching or studying NFL. I'd like better if didn't have favorite teams. You all aren't funny. Your jokes are terrible. Most overrated podcast I've ever listened to. Straight garbage with three slammers. And yet the title of the post is not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a man of He knows how to craft like, a message. Right, headline writing there. Uh, that was rough. Um, all right. Uh, so there's a lot of positive ones. There's some negative ones. We have... 4,706 ratings right now. Let's try to get to 5,000's audience. 5,000 ratings on iTunes uh, by this time next week. There's the challenge out to you. Please help us out because it does make a difference in um, certain metrics and how they judge how a podcast is doing. And, um, you know, it might keep us employed, let's be honest. Mm. Everything, everything's up in the air right now. And if you leave less than five stars, not just for our podcast, but if you go to the trouble of logging on to iTunes or, or on your phone and leaving less than five stars, uh, you are a bad person for any podcast. You, you're, yeah. I'm not saying there's like an afterlife and you'll be punished there. You know now you're a bad person. <laughs> I'm going to locate uh, new dude and he's going to be punished. <laughs> what are you going to do with him? TBD. I mean, you, you have to find out who it is. I'm going to find how, out. I'm clicking into How big profile. the person is. Then you, you know, yeah. I think he wrote the first I'll learn one. more. He wasn't the... Oh, he... He wasn't the three. He wrote the first one, one but no, but new dude did not have dude. a positive yeah. review. Yeah, uh, no, they're both in trouble. It looks like he signed up just to leave that review. He has not re- <laughs> left any other reviews. So let me check out Dart Dude. Let's see what he's else. I'm really trying um, to fill the time here. Great five stars. <laughs> the Ross Tucker podcast gets five stars. Great. What? Wait, he has five stars for every other podcast. Colin Cowherd, five stars. Jim Rome, five stars. 
D.A. Is that Damon Amadalaro? Our old <laughs> NFL Films friend? I think it might be. Five stars. And then our podcast, one star. <laughs> Not bad, though. Not, Not bad. bad. Not bad at all. All right. Your mom's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Your jokes aren't funny. Got him. (laughs) Say, oh, that's exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Clown. Loser. Zapped him. Troll. Um, All right. Before we go, coronavirus, straight up. It's a thing. It's popping off. It's a lot of trubs. And uh, in these times where human existence is challenged and we're all... Um, you know, battening down the hatchets, as it were. What are some pleasures of life that you've uncovered Ooh. since life has changed? Ricky Hollywood, I'd like you to get us going on this. Yeah, so I think a couple things that have been really getting me through is obviously Netflix, like just TV in general. I've been watching Love Island, which is a sort of reality spinoff of, of uh, multiple people being dropped into a house to separate and find love but there's like challenge it's crazy it's wild um so stuff like that i really love tiger king i've been reading a little bit and i think it's really important to find time for yourself you know that's not just sitting around waiting all day like sort of i put aside a little bit of time for me well, i like that i like yeah. that yes tiger king nice. wes i know you're watching it too and no spoilers, because I just finished episode three, Emily and I. It is bonkers and riveting, and I'm always surprised when certain stories I completely miss. The Don't F With Cats Netflix series, same thing. I totally missed that when it was in the news cycle. And this one I was totally unplugged on. So it's kind of like seat of your pants on a roller coaster with these insane people. Yeah, Keisha and I just finished it last night. Right about the point where you are, after like three episodes, I compared it to competing cat cults it was like manson families but instead of lsd and belladonna it was just brainwashed people messing with exotic wild cats and it gets worse it gets the show gets better but the things that the people do on the show get worse and more imaginative and creative and it just goes in a thousand different every time a weirder person comes on the screen another weirder person trumps that person in the next Saying it's just it's mind blowing. And it's they, perfect, just to be clear, my anti cat commentary from before uh, does not put me into one. I do not desire or approve of these cults with whatever they're doing to cat bodies. Mm. <laughs> Very good. I don't know what they're doing. They're making a, a TV series based off the characters, and Kate McKinnon is going to play the crazy cat lady. Mm-hmm. Oh my That's god! Good. It's time for her to get out of SNL. And yeah, she's fantastic. Take the next step. She's um, fantastic. Uh, Wes, since uh, you were talking about the Tiger King. What about uh, what about you? Pleasures, pleasures. I've been right, reading a ton. Um, at one point, a lot of Muhammad Ali, who just a fascinating, beautiful man. Um, lately, a lot of Lakers and Celtics uh, rivalry. Um, mm. Been going down the wormhole of like um, demagogues, gurus, brainwashing, uh, megalom- megalomaniacs. Um, that wormhole. Uh, and then when so I so the Tiger a, King is right there. It fits right in with all that. I, I'm not going to say that was the inspiration. The inspiration it may may have come at the highest levels of our government, but um, also <laughs> on a on a better note, our neighbors next door, good old Lynette and Rick, have been throwing like happy hours every day at five o'clock 
when the sun's out so the neighbors will come and bring a lawn chair and sit like eight feet apart, have some drinks, and just chat for an hour or two. Ooh, that's nice. That's a good job by you, Wes. And it doesn't surprise me that you uh, would find a community element in times like these. Yeah, it's. I blame myself for not getting to know the neighbors better before we were shut in. Hmm. You know your your neighbors better than anyone I know, even before this shut in. Just from my limited uh, interactions with you and them, you're well, you're now, a man of the people. Now we extend it to the whole neighborhood instead of just the people hmm. next door. Wes is a bit. He's big on uh, the more the merrier, and if there's a social gathering, he doesn't really care who comes over. Just come on over. It's right. a difference between me and him. Uh, but I kind of I'm I'm jealous that you have that ability to not care who's around, because for me, for instance, I only feel like I could be myself around people that I know. But you are not like that. And um, I, I think it's a positive trait that you have. Thank you. Sometimes I I wonder if I should be more like you. So that's good to hear. Some somewhere out there, there's someone with the middle bowl of porridge that is just a perfect <laughs> social person. Thank you. Um, what about you, Greg? Um, I've been reading a decent amount. I love this book, Leaving the Atachu Station from by Ben Lerner. It's probably like the best book, funniest book I've read in six or seven months. I like the David Chang show on uh, Netflix. Yes, Ugly there we go. Watching that. If you're into, a great show. He has such an interesting mind for how he thinks about food. They get into some like crazy big topics. But if you love food and like, man, they spent a lot of money on that show. Like he'll go to India for like five minutes of the show. I'm like, right. like, what is the budget on this show? You are on seven continents for one 50 minute episode. Uh, but it's really good. I uh, also shout out to just like walking around your neighborhood. You know, I think it's an underrated uh, activity all year round. And now I see the people are the people are getting into it uh, now because you have no other choice uh, with the kids. Just just walking. Walking's good. It's been keeping humanity going for hundreds of years. David Chang's doing a good job attempting to fill that void left by Anthony Bourdain's death. Like uh, a guy that's well-traveled and loves to taste different food and meet different people. That's like a... That's a good lane to be in, though. I feel like, and yet, Morgan totally created. his own personality. Like I love, like I that show, and I, and you know, I, I wouldn't eat ninety percent of what <laughs> they're cooking, but I, I love the adventure and the conversation and some of the weirder elements that uh, pop up in the in what they discuss. I think of you a lot, Mark. Whenever they're just like cranking out some like intense, like it's all the the you always make a joke. It's like, oh, what did you just have like a bull's head or like a lamb's testicle? But they like really are eating that on that show. Yeah, I always yeah. thought Bourdain had the coolest job in the world. That was the he one did. I was most jealous of. You get to meet so many fascinating people. You get to see so many cultures, eat the food. Just so many memorable nights that guy got to have where they're pure moments. For sure. Um, I am revisiting some things that I loved that I, you know, otherwise didn't think I had time to like revisit. So I'm rewatching 30 Rock right now, which is to me uh, one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. And in fact, I think it's in the conversation for best sitcom of the 2000s. And um, it's also very interesting as a rewatch because um, I don't think a lot of things would fly uh, that they joke about, the, the, the type of humor that's used in a show that came out in 2006 and ran until like 2012. It's, things have changed about what's acceptable as, in terms of humor. And this was on a broadcast network. Uh, so it's a little bit of a, uh, a reminder of how the world is always changing. But that, it's excellent. I also 
Uh, I wanted to it cross my mind again. It's been sitting on my bookshelf for many years. Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace. I'm just not ready for it. I, I was thinking about reading it. Instead, I'm going to read a book that I just had delivered. Uh, speaking of greatest sitcoms of the 2000s, The Office. Um, it's a whole retrospective of the series, uh, The American Office. So I'm, I'm reading that. And last night, I found myself with a couple hours to kill before bed, and my wife had gone to sleep ready. This is a good time just to binge on stuff that you uh, you loved, like I said, and has disappeared from your mind. And now all of a sudden, fill the, you got time to fill. So I rewatched Jerry Maguire for the first time last night in about 15 years. What a perfect movie. <laughs> oh, my God. And Cameron Crowe, uh, that guy, things went sideways in the last 10 years or so. But Cameron Crowe's run um, that he went on from about 89 to... From Say Anything and then to Almost Famous in 2000, um, incredible. And let's, I thought Jerry Maguire was his best movie. Let's not forget Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fast Times, yep. Um, back in, I guess, 83 or so. So he, I mean, I think he kind of gets slept on because his last few movies have been terrible. Uh, but Jerry <laughs> Maguire is awesome. And if you're like a sports fan, I remember seeing that movie in the theater when it came out in 1996 and thinking... Uh, briefly that I wanted to be a sports agent because it just seemed like the coolest life. Yes, it life. makes you feel that way. Yep. And then um, watching it again because there's so much like, quote unquote, inside baseball stuff, it is kind of cool that that's kind of, we work in that sphere, that behind the scenes sports sphere. I, my 16-year-old self would be very excited to know that I ended up working for a job where I work behind the scenes and I'm at league events and I'm in that mix just like Jerry was, even if he was an agent and I am not. Putting out a show that got one star from New Dude. I mean, it's it's everything you could have imagined. Uh, and finally, Mark, what are you doing uh, for your pleasure center? I kind of learned, like one thing I I love to, same with you guys, like watch shows and read and all this stuff, but I'm not great at it when, unless I'm kind of alone. And I I went into this very concerned about, frankly, like the the overall upkeep of our home and family during this. And I don't mean from a coronavirus, but more from a, how is anyone not going to come out of this without basically nuclear bombing uh, one another? And it's uh, to my pleasure, it's been the opposite. Um, it took a couple days, but this whole homeschooling thing, I mean, our kids have a lot of, they're at the age where they're getting like three or four hours of homework a day. And I thought that was just going to drive me crazy. And what I learned, and I'm not trying to be um, like syrupy about it at all, but it's like, I, I kind of like my kids have been going through these grades and you'll find it out with your own when they get up into second, third, fourth grade, that like they, you just see them at the beginning of the day and the end, and you don't really know what they're up to for the most part. But like going through with Colton specifically each day his work and learning about how he learns and what he's um, what he's into and what makes him excited and how good he's doing at certain subjects. Like I kind of think this was something that as a dad that I needed. Now I'll leave it there at that because it's been like much better than I think. Um, something that I really have enjoyed uh, is. Uh, which is a little eerie, but driving around LA with like, you might look, stare down Sepulveda Boulevard and there's like one car and it's like, I'll drive on the left side for five minutes. Cause I also, again, there's no cops anywhere and it's like weaving and doing what I want to do and kind of drive like in a totally formless matter. Um, I, there was a jungle gym in our yard that no one's climbed on because they're too big now. And I just climbed up to the top of that and like fell asleep for 15 minutes and got like a semi suntan. It's like, I don't really need to be anywhere. I kind of am warming up to this whole thing. I've talked to my parents every day, which I hadn't done that for 
years and years. And it's like, there is this, like, I'm on all these text threads with friends and uh, reconnection. And I'm kind of over the busy schedule that we had before. And the concept of having no idea what is uh, coming up next was scaring me a little bit before. Now I'm kind of like, I don't love it, but it's like, all right, maybe this is, some of this is a little bit better. And also the new Pope on HBO, I think, is the follow-up <laughs> to the young Pope, is an incredible show. And it's not for everyone, but I absolutely love it. Do you well, have it on good authority it. that there are no police officers out when you're doing all these I'm wild just saying, I'm, especially in our part of town, where you cut through, like, Venice, Washington, Sepulveda, and you're in, like, hot spots. Like, I just see cops everywhere, and I was kind of trained to... Just stay in your lane, literally on a road. And now I'm like, I don't do. Well, I know, but it's like, there's no car around me. It's like, I can Mark's I can not the best a, driver either, so staying in the lane. He's like, better driving the left side of the road. Well, What's it's perfect for me. It's perfect for me. But it's like, I just it's like I just feel that we, it, it, it's, if it could turn lawless, but I don't see any policemen uh, eyeing anything that I'm up to, and I enjoy that, and I'm just uh, taking advantage of that human freedom. It's like you live in the middle of a field in another country. It's nice. Well, I was super on board with all the stuff about your kids. Not so much about the driving thing, um, but spot on about spending all this extra time with our kids, which one day we're going to um, not be able to spend any time with them. So the fact that out of nowhere, the fates have intervened and we get to spend all day with them every day. It's a little bit annoying um, when you kind of are in it. But at the end of the night, Emily and I have had talks about that, that it's pretty cool also to be able to spend all this time with them, especially when they're this young. Yep. Because they won't be young forever. I'm trying to wrap up Emily for number three, but she doesn't want it. So Mm. you need a COVID baby. I think that's probably going to be a big thing. There'll be a whole generation of like C-19 babies. I always tell handsome Hank. Babies. I always tell handsome Hank that you know having he has three healthy, wonderful children, but it should have never went with three because his life is constantly underwater at home um, because there's just so much damn children running around, so many damn children running around. Uh, but then once the second kid, uh, your second kid starts to get a little older, I'm getting that you know that kick like I want another baby around. But Han- the wife the wife has a pretty big uh, say in that, unfortunately. Handsome Hank is making his rounds in the neighborhood. We've got like three or four drop-bys in the past week or two. He brought his uh, new puppy over. Mm. Disco. Wow. Yeah. It's because he needs Aren't to get away from Aren't you supposed to not be hanging out with anyone, Wes? <laughs> no, mean, he knocks on like, the door. Like he knocks on the door. Then he goes back down to the driveway and stands out there about 10 feet away and waits, waits for me to come out. Mm. Beautiful. He's brought a specific British strain of C-19 over <laughs> to introduce you to. So. Are people calling it C-19 now? Well, I mean, if I'm going to have to say the word 40 times a day, I'm going to just shorten it. No, I'm down with it. As much I kind of like C19. Yeah. From, from the yeah. makers of RG, wait, what was it? Robert Griffin 3. It's <laughs> C19. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Th- thank you for listening to the Around the NFL podcast presented by Intuit QuickBooks, the official sponsor of the NFL. Tomorrow we'll be back with our last show of the week, and we'll open up the mailbag. So send in questions. Um, uh, send them at Dan Hansa, send them at around the NFL, and uh, maybe uh, we will read your question on this very show. All right, get to work, please. Five stars, leave a review. We'd love it. And um, let us get out of here. Stan Hansa signing off for Clyde Storm, the mailman, the old boss, and Rick Hollywood in her apartment. Shout out to Intuit. Shout out to Intuit again. Till Friday!
I wasn't sure if you said it. Did you say it? I did. Yep. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late for the important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com at JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.